That was a tough one, to say the least. What are you going to do about it? That's what I'd like to know. I'm going to make this bad boy happen. We got 90 minutes to catch up. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. 48 to 10. That's uh, a lot more than falling short. Blown out today at Razorback Stadium. Where does Razorback football go from here? It's a heck of a question. We'll try to answer it. Hang tight, y'all. Here we go. People's post game starting now, y'all. Here we go. Game show. We have a responsibility to the people. What went down? What's up next? Highs and lows, calls and texts. Plus, game grades and sound from the head hog himself. If you bleed red, you're in the right place. It's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. This was bad. This was really, really bad. 48 to 10. Auburn destroys Arkansas. This was not a competitive game. This was not a fun game. This was not a game that I think folks are going to want to remember into the future for very long. This was bad. And now we have a crisis on our hands, my friends. Now we have... A lot more than a crisis. I think we have ourselves a coaching search underway here. Good to have you on board. If the game today did not go the way we wanted it to, and obviously it did not, we are going to try to make some sense of it the best we can over the next 90 minutes. And really appreciate you finding us here on the YouTube stream. Subscribe, Josh Bertuccini, right there, your boy JB's YouTube channel. You can step inside the Bunkus studio with us, Team B Media style. And a lot of cool stuff to come there as we get into the local sports scene. You're going to see all kinds of features coming up here in the next few months and then six months and then next football season. Wow. But that's down the road. For now, you take what you can get. We were up on the hill today. It was a a fun day. Great weather. Got to focus on the good things in life. It can't be all about the negativity because, man, there's a lot of that out there today, isn't there? And there should be, and we'll get to it in a moment. Beautiful day. Folks were looking forward to what they thought would be a second straight good performance by Arkansas Razorback football. I think the bloodletting of Dan Enos was something that at least satiated, right? Satisfied the fan base for a minute or two. Kenny Guyton looking more competent last week in the victory against Florida. And yeah, Arkansas got lucky in that game at the end, but you've been very unlucky at times this year as well. So you'll, 
You'll not make excuses for that. You will not do that. But today, I don't have any excuses for you, y'all. This was an absolute atrocity. Arkansas gets the doors beaten off of itself. 48 to 10 against Auburn. One of the worst games that I've had the, you know, the uh, attendance of in my career, let alone here at Arkansas, and let alone from any kind of a, a spot that, you know, you expected something close to that. I mean, when you when you think you're going to get blown out, it's one thing. When Arkansas got blasted by Alabama when John L. Smith was the coach, that wasn't that surprising now, was it? When the Hogs got ripped up in the Chad Morris years, that wasn't that surprising after the first few games. But what you have now is a stunner of a football season for the Arkansas Razorbacks. This is not even close to what we thought we were going to get this year out of this team. A veteran quarterback, a veteran running back, a supposedly veteran and mature offensive line. Yada, yada, yada. Boy, were we you know, sold a, a bill of goods that was no good at all, my friends. This team is soft as all get out. You knew it when the, the head hog got off the Twitter back uh, in mid-September because, you know, of a couple of criticisms about the BYU game. Well, you shouldn't have lost the BYU game, Sammy. You shouldn't have lost that game. You never got this team back after that game got away from you. And once he got off the social media and kind of overreacted, got caught up in his feelings, I thought the team never recovered. And K.J. Jefferson has been through too many coordinators. He's learned too many different languages for lack of a better way to put it, in his time here at Arkansas to think straight anymore. Not to mention his offensive line gives him next to no confidence every time out. This thing is an absolute mess right now for Arkansas Razorback football. I wish I had something better for you. You know I don't like to scream for coaches. I'm not screaming for a coach right now, but it's over. Sam Pittman will not be the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks next year, nor should he be the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks next year. That would make no sense. You can't bring back a shipwrecked program and a coaching staff that is underwater and drowning and expect different results. That's not going to happen. And if you do that, not only are you acting recklessly with your juggernaut football cash cow program, right? But you are now deserving of you know, next to no buzz next season. If you come back with this same coaching staff, you will have a fan base that is absolutely ready to rip that stadium to the ground. Uh, no, Nobody's buying season tickets to see this. What, Sam Pittman's going to go find a new offensive coordinator and that's going to help the defense not give up 600 yards to Auburn? What does Dan Enos have, have to do with the defense giving up 600 yards to Auburn? getting gashed up. What is what does Dan Enos have to do with special teams giving up an 80-yard touchdown to help put a nail in your coffin early in this game? You don't think that has something to do with the special teams coordinator who is one of Pittman's boys, just like the offensive line coach is one of his boys? Y'all, it's good to have friends in this life. I don't have many. We all need a few. I don't think we should work with our friends necessarily. I don't think that's necessarily what we should do. I think sometimes you get too close to somebody, it's hard to see the writing on the wall. But Cody Kennedy is not the coach now. He was a few years ago. And 
who knows how he pulled off a couple of decent seasons a couple of years ago, but he obviously had a, you know, a different set of players and a better approach. The O-line stinks. This is a running base team that can't run the ball. KJ's regressed. He doesn't have a target like a Traylon Burks to go to. Heck, you know, he doesn't have a, a Jaden Hazelwood to go to, although Armstrong's had a decent year. I'm being a little harsh there. Armstrong's actually pretty good. But this offense has been just lousy from the jump, and, and you wonder why they were so soft this year. Why were they not better out the gates this season? Why, why was Razorback football so soft? And, and I think it comes back to the head coach. I think he's not the guy. And this is not, you know, a situation where I'm going to run around and, and do a lot of, oh, I told you so. Oh, I told you so four or five years ago that Sam Pittman didn't have a lot of in-game experience as a head coach. And it's, it's coming true now. That's not how things work. We all take guesses. I thought at the time it was maybe the best they could do, but there would be question marks that needed to be answered. Well, you know what? I think he peaked out early, guys. I think he peaked out early. He had a decent first couple of years, a really good second year where they found a way to win some close games. Kendall Bryles clearly was not appreciated, but a pretty decent OC here. And Barry Odom was a heck of a DC. And Sam was in his early stages, and he was the guy I really wanted to have a beer with. And it just felt like a honeymoon kind of thing. And, and then reality started to set in last year. You saw some close losses. You saw him and Bryles kind of turn on each other. Barry leaves. All of a sudden, the, the pressure's on Sam to deliver kind of more on his own. He brings Zeno's back. Colossally disastrous move, which is a shame because the hiring of Travis Williams has worked out really well on the defensive side of it until today. But uh, the OC hire was, was just terrible. And he's lost the locker room, as today showed you. And now I think, unfortunately for Sam, he's lost the fan base completely. And, and even in the last couple of weeks when I've told you all that, I thought it was all over for him, that the writing was on the wall. You had the, the diehards who want to believe it. I don't blame you for that, that maybe there's a way back. Maybe Sam can, you know, the change in OC will do it. It was Enos. It was his fault. Um, they're going to rally and make a bowl. It's all going to be good. They're going to get a better OC. Sam's coming back. We're all going to have beers together. He's still the man of the people. I think you can't even argue that now. 48, 10 to 10 today. Let's say that again in English. It's been a long day. 48 to 10 today. It almost doesn't sound real when you say it out loud. Arkansas was down by a score of 48 to three before Jacoby Criswell hit uh, Isaac Tesla for a touchdown there in the fourth quarter. That snapped a scoreless streak at home. Hogs had not scored a touchdown streak at home in nine quarters. They had not scored a touchdown at home since mid-September in the third quarter against BYU. And that tells you something, because when they scored that touchdown, they were up by 10, and it looked like they were going to win that game going away and get to 3-0. and But they hadn't scored a touchdown since. Not till Criswell got in the game and threw one. And now it's way too late. Uh, you have two games left to go. Hogs are officially eliminated from bowl contention. I know I'll get a couple of the diehards who, you know, are going to argue for five and seven. And if somebody, you know, catches COVID or they fail their you know, final exams and they're not eligible, we could be an emergency team. I, you don't want to go down that road. And you don't want to hang on to Sam Pittman while you cross your fingers and twiddle your thumbs, hoping you get to be in a backup emergency team for somebody's, you know, health crisis. I don't, I don't think that's a good look for Razorback football. I think what we need to talk about more, and we're not going to do a ton tonight, 
because this is more immediate reaction to what just happened. But in the coming weeks ahead, this is going to be a full-on coaching search. I mean, you got two games left. They are now meaningless games. Florida International next week. Are you kidding me? 6.30 for that joke game next week? I mean, Arkansas will probably lose the game. Maybe they won't. It really doesn't matter. It's not even a conference game. So I think the crowd's going to be sparse at best for that one. And uh, you got to go through a whole week with Sam here. I don't think Sam Pittman's getting fired today. Do you? I don't think he's getting fired tomorrow. I think you're riding this season out and you're taking your lumps for, what is it now? A week and a half more? And then it's over. So you're basically done with the season anyway. FIU game is meaningless. If you want to make a guy an interim coach for two weeks, fine, but it doesn't really change anything. And then it's Missouri on Black Friday, and, man, they look good today, smacking Tennessee in the mouth. So I know how good you feel about that one. I think Missouri is much better than Arkansas right now. I think the Hogs are going to get rolled in that one. So this thing is going to be ugly, and uh, you just have to eat it for two more weeks. And, uh, oh, by the time this thing's over, it's it's full-on coaching search kind of deal. Like, you're going to be looking for a new coach starting now. You're not going to say anything publicly yet. But if you're Hunter Juracek, you've got to get ahead of this. With Sam Pittman, you got behind it. There are a couple candidates Arkansas wanted. We don't need to belabor the names. Negotiations didn't work out. Hogs got a late jump on that, just like they did the Chad Morris hire. You do that, you're not going to get one of the primo folks out there. You got to be quick on this and you got to have somebody in mind early and start making moves behind the scenes. I mean, the coaching search is underway starting like 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, whatever. When the game was over, that's when the coaching search started publicly. Keep the faith in Sam. It was disappointing. We'll figure it out. Maybe they fire an OC now to make people feel better for a few days. It doesn't make a difference. I don't need any more bloodletting right now. They're going to all take axes. Uh, to the head here shortly, metaphorically. I mean, the the college football firings are merciless. I mean, people get axed all the time, and that's what's coming here. Arkansas is going to get stuck buying all these guys out, which is a shame. I mean, at some point, you got to stop cutting deals and, and start just you know investing in better coaches up front. But this is where we are. Hogs are three and seven, eliminated from bowl contention. One of the most embarrassing games in school history today. Hogs were a favorite in this game, y'all. Makes me want to, I don't know. I almost feel like I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Very nauseous when I when I said that again. They were a three-point home favorite, and you were down by 45 points to Auburn. Let you score a feel-good touchdown in the fourth quarter. That's just, that's an abomination. Um, we are, what, 15 minutes in? We're going to hang out. It's kind of like a therapy session a little bit. After these games, if you're stuck in traffic, or you're at the post-game tailgate, or you've moved on already and you're hanging out, you're playing poker with your friends, or you're, you know, hanging around the house and chilling in the backyard, this is a perfect fit for you. Subscribe on YouTube. You can throw the stream on in the background on the video or just uh, audio. That works, too. Of course, Podbean Live. So many of y'all have come around to that party already. That's where we do our morning show thing. It's 7 a.m. for 90 minutes, Monday through Friday on The Real NWAJB. So, uh, I think you'll like that app too. Streaming live at our website, across all social media, at therealnwajb.com. This is the People's Post Game Show. And you're awesome to find it and hang out for a little bit. I want to take our first break here of the show. When we come back, we'll take the call and go over some stats. Sam Pittman's down a bit. 
I think it's going to be pretty. This is an absolute crisis for Razorback football all over again. I know it's frustrating, but um, we got to figure a way forward. You can't just come up, can you? Up. Josh Bertaschini with you. Coming at you from the Bunker Studio, Team B Media Style. We're right back. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's on the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution, a basement burger den with a funky vibe, great food, casual American eats, and a big time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. But the truth is, I can help you with your project. From high quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razor fan too. Go Hawks! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, Pig Suey. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you gotta go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around, right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave, proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. 
Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. All right, I appreciate every last one of you finding us here in the new digital spaces, TV Media. It's a cool operation, right? YouTube, and we built the home studio so we can do the, the Podbean, Apple, Spotify, Google. You're going to find this bad boy all over the podcast platforms here coming up around the corner real, real soon. And uh, what, just about five, ten minutes, actually, after we get off the air. So that's kind of fantastic and amazing. Um, let's get some calls in here as Arkansas loses 48 to 10. How bad was this? I mean, am I am I overreacting here tonight? Or, or am I kind of hitting a chord with you as we talk about the future of the program? Sam Pittman sound coming up around the corner. We will get into some of that. I got a lot of stats to get for you. Game grades are not going to be very difficult tonight at all. Who's first up? Who has the guts to crack the mic tonight first? We got Lance calling from Bentonville. This guy's always got some guts. What's up, Lance Diddy? How you holding what? up? Uh, well, my friend, Josh, that was, uh, well, that was just bad. <laughs> you know, um, so there's a couple things that happened in the last 24 hours that always seem to kind of be the kiss of death. Hunter Yurchek comes out and endorses Sam Pittman. Oh, boy. As soon as that happens, it's like the kiss of death. The co- You know, that you're, you're Athletic director's got to endorse his coach and tell him everything's going to be okay. 
we came out, I expected us to come out today, I expected to play hard, played a great game against Florida last weekend. You still got a chance to come out, make a bowl game, and how in the world we could come out and look that flat, that energetic is the only thing that I can say is Sam's lost his team. He's lost his team. I mean, there is no way that a team could have come out today and looked worse than we looked today. I mean, that, that's the worst game we've played. I, the worst game we played all year. I mean, yeah, BYU is what it was, but we at least we fought. I, to I the mean, end. let's take it further, Lance. That's the worst game Arkansas has played in years since the Chad Morris era. And you have to worry at some point here that the progress that Sam Pittman has made is now being undone by the regression. <laughs> that we are seeing in front of our eyes, you know? So kind of like when you made the move out of Mike Anderson to he stabilized it, but then it was time to get serious and you got a guy like Musselman, it's time to take a swing at your football, Musselman. It's time yeah, for I, Arkansas I don't. Razorback football to stop buying coaches out for $20, 30000000 million when they don't work out four or five years later. Why don't you just pay a guy what he's worth up front? Why don't you yeah. just go get a guy who's worth $10 million a year and go get him to be your coach? Why don't, why don't you do that, Hunter? Why don't you do yeah, that? I, I mean, well, and, it, and I, I I don't know how Sam survives this. I, I don't know how you can come out after you, you know, last weekend you got a chance to still make the bowl, make a bowl, and you played this badly. I mean, I, I, how, does, how does Sam survive that? I mean, Lance, if you're, if you're, you look, I mean, I'm going to keep it moving. Outstanding thoughts out of you, okay? Have a good night, my friend. You too, brother. Have yeah, a good one. It was good, right, good call. And if you can't hang up after the call's over so we don't get the – the kind of bleed over that we get a little bit. So we'll, we'll try to do that with each of our callers here tonight. I'm going to go from Lance and Bentonville to Brian and Tawnytown as we get some of your thoughts. Auburn 48, Arkansas 10. What now? What do you do now? Get well, some of the social media coming in. People telling me it's time to hire this guy. It's time to talk names. All right, maybe we're going to be there next week on the morning show. I can tell you that much. Brian is calling from Tinetown. What's up, B-Small? Talk to me, brother. Man, that that was rough. So Man. I'm going to say that was up there with some of uh, Chad Morris's worst losses just from the hope that we got last week to just the complete uh, – Fall apart. There's no Cam Little was the only player that looked ready to go, and I think he just stays ready. So I mean, it's it's like we were talking about, and like you just said, I mean, that's uh, it was a good hire whenever we hired him to stabilize things, but you wait too long, and you're going to start losing any progress you had, and that's just where it is, you know. I mean, I, I remember talking with you two weeks ago. I know you're a big Sam Pittman guy. You didn't like my talk about, you know, I think it might be time to move on. Or you said, hey, look, if they can build something late, we got to bring him back. And I agreed with you. If they made a run in a bowl game, Brian, you got me to agree with you. If they go six and six and, and look hot at the end, all right, you roll with Sam for another year. That is not what happened. Today was, was an abomination. And, and I don't, I mean, I really don't see them competing with Missouri, truthfully. So this thing's going to end ugly. It already is ugly. It was a nice run. It, it's time to start thinking names. I, yep. I think the one here on the Facebook page is not too far off. Give me a list. I mean, I don't have one for you tonight, y'all. If you're tuning in the show, just like, oh, JB's going to tell me the next coach. No, no, I don't I don't have that for you. Right now, we are just processing 
like Brian said, one of the worst losses we've ever seen. So, um, yeah, I got nothing else here, Big Papa. You have yourself a good night, okay? I appreciate you calling. Yes, Brian. sir. Let's go. Hogs play Monday night. That's uh, that's what matters now. <laughs> right back. To, and they are good. Yeah, I'm going to come sit with you one of these days. I saw you're behind the basket down. I actually saw you last night briefly. Um, anyway, we'll talk. Love you, buddy. Good call. All right. Talk to you soon. Uh, we've got – who do I have here? Charlie. Yeah. What is this person doing? When, Char- when Charlie calls, you know what happens? It, it means things have gotten serious when Charlie calls. Charles in Springdale. What's up, Charlie? Uh, well, the score's not up. That's for sure. Hog hopes are down. Uh, other than just looking to basketball and then baseball season, I guess. To basketball and then baseball season. What, what do you do with this football team and coaching staff? Can you hear me? I can hear you, buddy. What, what what do you do with this team right now? I can hear you, buddy. What do you do? I mean, first things first, you have to clean house. As good as the defensive coaching hires appeared to have been, and I don't put tonight entirely on them because when the offense just keeps throwing them in bad situation with no rest and no rest, eventually they get tired and they've been playing all year. Um, but it's it's just clearly it's not working. You have to clean the slate. I think at this point, Given what the buyout is, because which it shouldn't be, Hunter Yurchek went against went against what he said he believed in and didn't believe in by giving mm-hmm. the buyout contract when nobody was trying to hire him away from us. His only option was go back to being an offensive line coach for a few to several thousand dollars a year or retire when he wanted a contract extension just for doing his job. And we married ourselves to that. Now we're probably at, if you can't talk the big donors into paying for a buyout and a big coach, and I'm not a person who goes and tells other people, hey, you should spend your money here. If you can't convince them to do that, you probably got to get another standover for a couple of years till we get a little distance from the buyout. Yeah. But this time, yeah. don't anchor yourself down by giving them a fat contract that they can't live up to. Just let them do their part to be a bridge and then find a real coach, a real head coach who's ready to do what has to be done and who's equipped to do what has to be done. The recruiting is great, but it doesn't matter if you can't coach them. And it doesn't matter if they're not coming out to play for you. And if these players are not coming out to play for you. Uh, Charlie, I th- you might be breaking up a little there, but everything you said is resonating with me. And, and the other thing I would add to that, too, is, you know, he's a really nice guy. I respect the heck out of him. Nobody around here dislikes Sam Pittman. That that guy could run for governor and win, okay? But as far as X's and O's and, and getting his team to go and being a high-level SEC coach, which is not easy. I mean, it's the most brutal football conference on the planet, but I don't think he's one of those guys. He's not one of those guys. You gave him a chance? He's not one of those guys. Charlie, we'll talk during the week, I hope. Great call, okay? Love you, brother. All right. All right, buddy. Look, I mean, th- there's a lot of interesting ways to look at this thing right now. And and I think the folks out there who are weighing in are speaking from the heart. I hear that. Arkansas Razorback fans are not, you know, they're not jumping the gun. They're not giving you the whole, you know, kind of gibberish here. They're giving you the heart. They're going for it. That's what they're doing. And I respect the heck out of them for it. 
Uh, keep the calls coming. Pod Bean Live. Hop on the app. Get a call in there. All you got to do is tap microphone access, and we'll give you that call accessibility and get you through here. If you have a screen name, it makes it way easier. Who are we talking with? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Dan from Bentonville. Dan and Ben. My man, Dan. How are you, brother? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to hear from you. What'd you make of what you saw tonight? Hey, I've got an impression for you. Yes. When you come to play for Arkansas, you don't just play for the university. You play for the whole state. Mm-hmm. You know who that is? Frank Broyles, maybe? That That's our coach. Right. Right. That's our coach. Who's going to run through a wall for that guy? Right now, nobody. I'm not. You? No, I'm not going to. <laughs> no. So, I mean, this <laughs> ship is still a wet piece of tissue for him, but that's about it. <laughs> Dan, it was uh, it's kind of amazing to look up eight minutes into this game and, and see you're already down 21 nothing. Like, the, the fight just it, – it's out of this team. And after they beat, after they beat Florida – it's hard to imagine Hunter Juracek saw this coming. I, I don't think he was prepared to be in coaching search mode tonight, you know? But, he's, but right. he, is now. he is now. I really thought we were going to win this game. I thought we were going to win the next game, and then I figured we'd lose to Missouri. But at least I don't have to be let down at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, that's a good call. Call us more often. Thanks, All thanks right. for the thoughts, okay? Thanks. All right, buddy. Yep, my guy Dan. In Bentonville, coming through with a couple thoughts, and, and look, I know it's a uh, it, it's a tough spot for Hog fans right now. And you're looking at the final stats out of this game, and it's uh, it's not good. Let's say that massive discrepancies abound when you look at this box score. My goodness, let me pull some more numbers up for you. You want to hurt more feelings? First downs in this game: Auburn thirty-two, Arkansas had ten. 32 to 10 in first downs. Wow. Okay. My goodness. Other stats. How about 20? Uh, here we go. Rushing yards. How about 354 to 120? 354 to 120. Wow. Passing yards. Closer, Auburn 163, Arkansas 135. Total yards, Auburn 517, Arkansas 255. They over doubled Arkansas in total yardage. How about third downs? You want more? No, I, I know you don't. Third downs, I got to finish here. Third downs for Arkansas in this game. Where's that stat? Did they just take that stat away from me? Is that what we did? Third down conversions. There we go at the bottom. Uh, Arkansas, 1 for 12. Auburn, 7 for 12. Auburn, 1 for 12. How about the scoreboard? 48 to 10. Let's do some more calls. Josh is calling for Ben Bell. What's up, Joshua? How are you, my friend? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, a couple of thoughts. Um, Lance and the others kind of summarized it pretty well, I think, is, uh, is atrocious. And... You know, for the most part, if it would have been a closer win, I think I don't think we'd be talking about a new coaching search or anything like that. We'd feel bad, but you know, 
we feel a little bit better than we do now. I agree. I, I think because of the nature of the loss, I, I think things have changed. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, and then now we get in this whole coaching search debacle again, rumors, plane rides, you know, and we just have to eat it, right? I mean, I don't know what else you're going to do. Your team is not good. There's going to be an exodus of players if you don't make a move, Josh, right? You can't afford to lose any more recruits. And uh, what are you going to do? I know as a Hog fan, it's brutal for you. I feel your pain. I've covered this team for almost 20 years. Now, I didn't grow up a fan. Some of y'all's pain, a lot of y'all's pain runs deeper than mine does. I know that. But I do feel it. And I understand how frustrating it is to see this football team never able to really get out of its own way. It just feels like for the last, I mean, kind of ongoing, since Petrino had it going for a minute, for the last 11, 12 years, it's been this, spinning your your tires kind of thing you know josh and it, i i don't i don't know how anything's going to stop that until you get a, get the right coach and how you find that coach at this point it's almost like playing darts on the wall you know what i'm saying yeah that's the question uh where do we go from here at this point um you know hunter your brought in a good basketball coach everything else is running good but football's a little bit different um how, how do you go about that search even and you know who's going to say yes, right? And that's a that's a concern now too. How appealing is this job, Josh? Outstanding call. I'm gonna cut you loose. Thanks for uh, weighing in. Give us a holler again soon. You guys are bringing it tonight. Let's keep going, okay? Uh, from Dan to Josh to Chuck in Greenland, my man. We were razzing each other hard today. What's up, Chuck? How are you? What's going on, JB? I mean, not not anything really good. <laughs> Man, this is going to be a complete overhaul once again. Uh, we're going to lose recruits. We're going to lose multiple players through the portal. And uh, it's just time to get ready for it, man. They got to bring in somebody with a name. I don't think they need to bring in somebody up and coming. We need to bring in somebody that's stable, that can rebuild this team and get us back on the map again. And it's partial Hunter's fault. He's the one that gave the man a raise after one good season. And the buyout's all on him. And uh, maybe he needs to pony up part of it out of his bank account because that was a pretty dumb move now <laughs> that he's getting ready to get fired. And uh, we know it's going to happen. It's just when. How much trouble you think Hunter might be in? Because, I mean, he's accountable for football. So, if he, to me, if he doesn't make a move here, he puts himself in the crosshairs. Agreed? Uh, most definitely. He's he, he's going to cover his butt. He's going to have to do it. And he's just, uh, you know, he's made good uh, hires across the board and other, and the other sports. So, yeah, I think he's good unless he wants to go elsewhere. But uh, he's got to cover his butt on this one and make a change and make it fast. And hopefully if he makes the right change and the right hire, maybe they can save some recruits and save some of the guys going through the portal. But uh, we're yeah. getting ready to see it happen, man. And uh, it's unfortunate we got to see another rebuild this quick. Chuck, thanks for squeezing me in. Uh, it was fun giving you a hard time. I know I was being jerky to you. I was just trying to throw it at you the way I feel you throw it at me sometimes. You know I love you. All right, talk to you soon. You're love the man. You, brother. You're the man. 
Chuck and Greenland. No, we were. We were razzing each other hard earlier today. We were texting back and forth. Some of y'all have my phone number. I mean, some of y'all have my phone number. Uh, man, a lot of stuff going on out there in Razorback land. A lot of feelings. Aaron's calling from Springdale. He wants to share his feelings. Aaron, how are you tonight? Uh, as, as good as can be, I guess, after a loss like that. Um, that was bad. So what'd you make of it? Yeah, you know, I I was thinking kind of after about 10, 15 minutes of the game, thought, well, maybe maybe the silver lining is that it's a good thing that the loss was that bad because had we just been competitive, maybe Sam keeps his job, but we're, we're still just not, not competitive in a lot of games, not winning a lot of games, but he comes back another season. Maybe it's a good thing because now we can move on and, and try to find somebody who can try to really turn this program around. I mean, it does seem like it's over for Sam, doesn't it? I don't. I don't know how it can't be. Um, if, if he comes back, I just. I mean, you're going to run into situations where ticket sales are going to go down. You're not going to get any money from concessions. All the stuff. Like it's just going to. It's a snowball from there. I agree with you completely, and I think we know when Aaron's saying those things because you're usually pretty conservative. So this is where we are. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I'm like you, you know, I think he's a great guy. Um, I, I think he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with, but I just don't know that he's who we need to continue coaching the Razorbacks. Aaron, thank you for calling. Okay, we'll talk. How about Tim in Pensacola with a thought? We'll go to Florida. What's up, Tim? Hey, JB. Uh, it's just so disappointing. I was the, probably Sam's biggest fan, and yeah, it's just not working. So I think it's time to move on. We've got to cut the cord and punt. It's almost like there's no other option now, Tim. Yeah. It's almost like there's no other option. I know. But, um, you know, it's disappointing. But, um, you know, we, we, we gave it the try, and I – we got to have faith and trust that your check will uh, pick the right person, whoever that's going to be down the road. What the heck happened today? I think it was just uh, probably what it's probably what happened last week, um, that there was some sort of big motivation blip. These players went out, played for Sam last week. But I think it's what happened today was just a continuation of what happened the six weeks prior to that that started with BYU. So That sounds – I mean, look, we can talk names on the morning show next week, but this is a uh, little bit of a bleak night certainly in Razorback Land. Tim, I love you. You, you sound like uh, you're hanging in there. And uh, we'll talk soon, okay? All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, my man Tim in Pensacola. Not happy, but you know what? Diehard Razorback fan. He's going to share some thoughts. Like Chris in Missouri. What's up, Chris? What's up, JB? Not a, not a fun conversation, but necessary, right? Oh, you know, I don't know, man. I'm oddly happy tonight. Ask me why. Tell me why. Because the McDonald County Mustangs won the first district championship in school history last night and they won it with Moxley with Moxie. Now ask me why I'm sad. With Moxie. Why are you sad? Because our team doesn't play with Moxie like my high school team. And I'm frustrated 
and I'm ready to make somebody the highest head pay, paid head coach in football. It seems like that's where we are now. Like, I mean, it has quickly gotten to the point where you can't really cut corners anymore, right? If you're cutting corners and you're going out trying to set up guys with all kinds of buyouts, you're going to end up getting stuck in the exact same place all over again. So so I'm with you yep. there, Chris. Yep. I'm with you. Where the league's going, we need to pay up because Agreed. it's really going to get serious starting next year, and I don't think this is the right guy to go with. The ship has sailed, my friend. The ship has sailed on Sam Pittman, and that seems to be a consensus tonight. Chris, I love you. Great call. I'm going to keep it moving, get one or two more in here before the break. Outstanding calls here tonight. Remember, Podbean Live for the audio, YouTube for the video, and y'all are sounding loud and clear good to me. Let's go Nate Dog and Springdale. What's up, Nate? How are you? I'm good, JB. How you doing? Making it happen. I hear you. Well, let me throw this at you. The way I look at it is we got three groups of players. We got the players that are hoping to get drafted this year. We've got the players that are hoping to get drafted next year or enter the transfer portal. And then you have the players that realize that, hey, football ends after college. The problem is, is those first two groups have let go of the rope and they don't realize that even when you're getting your butt kicked, that there are scouts, there are other college coaches watching this game. They are going to see this film, and I'm going to flat out point a lot of the blame on the players for just giving up. And I realize coaches are gone, so be it. But if these boys truly want to extend their careers, they've got to sit there and look themselves in the mirror and be like, I'm either going to step up and give it everything I got, or I'm going to lay over and realize that other people are going to pass me by. That's just my take tonight. That's just my thing. I, I mean, look, Nate Dog, spoken like a coach, spoken like a guy who knows about motivation. And in the second half of this game, Nate, I love the mic drop out of Nate. He's like, I got some thoughts. Here they are. I'm out. Like, he's so right, though. Once your team loses caring, loses heart, loses the desire to compete, there's no telling how badly you can lose. Like, it's going to be a complete debacle. I'm going to get one more in before the break. You guys are crushing it tonight on the phones. Dennis is calling from Siloam Springs. Big D, the airwaves are yours, my friend. What do you have for me, brother? Well, I guess I was one of the you, you sound lucky like Razorback fans. In, in a grain barrel or something. Are you in a crane? Are you in a grain? There's a horn here. Now it's better. All right, we'll try again. Call me back after the break, okay? It's kind of fun, though, to play that game for like two minutes. I got Rob on the YouTube. He's like, Your audio is not cutting it. Audio is pretty good. I don't control the grain barrels out there or where people make their calls from. Sometimes you get a little double feedback. I understand that. I mean, we're running like five things at once here. It's amazing that it works and doesn't just like shock me while I'm doing it. I think we did get shocked the first show. So there you go. Have that too. Not pretty, y'all. Not pretty right now. Hogs lose 48 to 10. We have been rolling for 45 minutes already. Um, we're heading to the home stretch. When we come back, I got Sam Pittman sound. That's not pretty either. We're going to share you the presser and we're going to pick game grades. More calls, too, 
already a dirty dozen. Let's keep them going. What do you want to do with Razorback football? Who's your coach? Who's your guy? Give me a holler. It's the real NWAJB across all social media. The People's Post Game Show. Streaming live on YouTube. Podbean will be up on you on all the podcast platforms. Apple, Spotify, and more later on tonight. It's a Saturday night. It's a nice weekend. Uh, We're talking about this game, but let's not let it ruin our weekends. All right. Quick break. More to come as we make our way through it on Team B Media. Back to the Bunker Studio after this. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505. Or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWAJB, part of your daily routine already. We're live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWAJB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Pig Suey. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. 
Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business cards, show signs, and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Follow, watch, and listen across social. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the Real NWA JB. All right, really fun show tonight. I mean, look under the circumstances, fun. But y'all keep it fun when we have interesting conversations, meaningful conversations. That's part of the deal here. And we make this bad boy happen. So many tremendous folks making it happen for us on the commercial side of it. Our sponsors during football season have been fantastic. We got a whole new set of folks coming your way around the corner in a few weeks with basketball. So I will just ask y'all once again to support local. Any which way you can. That's the way to do it. Hogs get blasted 48 to 10 today. 48 to 10 on a college football Saturday that is still going on as we speak. And you've got some uh, some games we're going to get to here when we look at the scoreboard in a moment. I'm going to squeeze in a few more calls while we can, too. Sam Pittman sound in a minute. Jay Ford, my man Jeremy in Springdale. What's up, Jeremy? What is up? I'm sitting on the couch with the wife and the kids. It was not pretty. What did you make of that? It was, well, I texted my son who was at the game, and and I was like, I could deal with a loss, but not getting our pants pulled down. And our pants were on the ground in the first quarter, like like first, what, six minutes in the first quarter? You know? (laughs) It was, it was, uh, 
super embarrassing. It was what I thought was going to happen in Florida, honestly. I was afraid that's what would happen down there, and they just waited a week. So, I uh, I don't understand how they played so well against Florida, considering that this is what they came around and showed the next one. I'm with you. Well said. Like, you thought this was coming earlier, but now it comes now, and – I mean, look, I mean, Hunter Juracek can do what he wants here. I mean, he could get rid of Sam tomorrow. He get rid of him tonight. He could do it in two weeks. It doesn't make a difference. He's got to make a change, Jeremy. It doesn't make a difference. That any team, like, look, we could get into the, you know, semantics of different kinds of teams, but any team that can't, that, that, that plays as well as we played, honestly, against LSU and Alabama, and as poorly as we played against Brigham Young and and Mississippi State and tonight against Auburn, like that's that's an inconsistent team. That's you you don't have any direction. So yeah, I'm I'm off the wagon. <laughs> I am too. Jeremy, thank you for the call. You have yourself a great night. Good calls across the board, real calls, even if they're frustrated. Um, yeah, college football is still going on. We got Georgia in action with Ole Miss, and uh, that's as we speak. Ten minutes left in the first half. Georgia up a touchdown there. Um, Ohio State has jumped out big on Michigan State by three scores early. Florida and LSU are, are tied at a touchdown apiece late first. See other games from earlier today. Michigan, of course, without Jim Harbaugh, the controversy scandal that is rocking the college football world. As the Big Ten uh, takes them off the sideline for the last three games of the year, they win at Happy Valley, 24-15. Alabama beats Kentucky on the road bad, 49-21. Bama looking good. And it's now guaranteed that Alabama-Georgia will meet for the SEC championship game, no matter what happens the rest of the way. Um, Texas knocked off Kansas on the road, technically an upset. Arizona beat Colorado on the road. Deion Sanders, 1-6 in the Pac-12. But he's a genius or something. Washington beats Utah by 7, 35-28. We mentioned this one earlier. Missouri destroyed Tennessee, 36-7. to I did not see that coming. Nor did I see UCF crushing Oklahoma State, 45-3. to So, some days, just not your day. Iowa, 22, and Rutgers, nothing. And that's what you got there on the scoreboard side of it. In the world of college football, of course, big-time crisis situation. Now in full effect for the Arkansas Razorbacks. This is where you find yourself. And, um, I mean, I think one of the things that right now you've got to be very honest about is if you don't get ahead of the curve, you're probably going to slip behind it. So if you're not able to be proactive, and I'm sure Hunter Juracek is already being proactive, though it's not what he wants to do, it's what he has to do. And we now see um, the ship has sailed on them. There is no going back. So let's let, let's take a little time to think about that right now. Uh, Sam Pittman wearing the the green, right? The uh, the military salute again. A, a big thank you to our armed forces, our military veterans, all of them, every last one of you, and your families for all the sacrifices you make to make this such an incredible family. Incredible country to live in for my family and for all y'all. Here's Sam Pittman after the game. Let's play some sound here on the People's Post Game. Through the week, I thought we uh, coming off of the week had a really good week of practice. 
Um, but we got dominated today, and you know, we got to go back to work and figure out why. Sam, I guess what this is maybe a simple question, but what, what what do you think happened? Because you guys obviously played so well last week, and um, I mean, what do you think happened? We couldn't handle the edge um, on defense. Tried different things out there. They, anytime they wanted to get on the edge, couldn't handle the run. Um, we didn't tackle well. Went back to where we the protection wasn't any good, you know, giving up five sacks, couldn't run the ball, got stymied running the football. Um, things that we did pretty well last week, you know, and, uh, but I did, I thought, I, I thought we had a really good week of practice and preparation. I felt really good going into the game. Uh, they jumped on us, uh, with the first drive. Uh, then they held us and they, they came back with a punt, but we did the same thing to Florida last week, and they came back, and and we just we never did, and and uh, didn't tackle well all game, didn't didn't block well all game, and and uh, uh, that's what happened. You know, we haven't been in this situation, but we ran it today, and and uh, tried fought, tried to get out of. It. We just we just never did. One of twelve on third downs. I know a lot of third and longs. How significant was that, and what do you think was the issues there? Uh, you you hit it, you know. Third and long was we were always seemed like we couldn't win first down at all, you know. And and uh, third and long was a problem for us. Uh, we we tried several different things: empty, six man protection, rolling out, nakeds, uh, things of that nature, running it, uh, and uh, uh, they were just more physical than us, and and. Uh, Really dominated us. It dominated us. Coach, did you after they jumped out 14 21 0? Did you feel like the energy just dropped from the players? And well, you know, it's like a lot of times you'll say you're getting the momentum back. We just never had it. You know what I mean? It was seven, then the punt, then uh, another three and out, then another drive for a touchdown. And uh, you know, at some point you need somebody to make a play, then Nudie made the play. And we go out there in three downs and get two yards and kick a field goal, you know. Um, um, but it it just, they just physically whipped us, you know, in all phases of the game. Coach, I'll take any pleasure asking you questions like this. I think you know that, but given the way the season has gone in this game here, are you concerned about your position as head coach? I'm not. Uh, and let me say that, let me say why, because um, it's never been about my, me being the head coach. It's been about me uh, and these kids. So, uh, uh, but to answer your question, no, I'm not. Sammy put Criswell in the middle of the third quarter there. Could you talk about what, what when the decision to go to him at that point, just how you thought he performed? Well, you know, we're down 41 to three, and KJ's getting the heck beat out of him back there. And so, uh, obviously, I wanted to look at Jacoby and um, talk to KJ, and and uh, I thought he went in there and, and played really well. I thought he played uh, like what I thought he would, you know, like how he's been practicing and things of that nature, but 
the bottom line line it was seven minutes left in this third quarter we're down 41 to three and and uh you know kj was bloodied up a little bit and things and i wanted to, i wanted to see what uh jacoby could do would you give him a, a look with the ones in practice this week do you open it up at all or is it still well we days? have given him some looks uh recently uh in two minute and some things of that nature but uh, there's not a quarterback controversy in my opinion what was the sideline like was there any like players who were defeated out there well as you would imagine it it was uh you know you're obviously trying to continue to pump up and and um you know m motivate we are the some of the kids are all this the sideline was about what what it was on the field you know to be perfectly honest with you but i didn't feel like we quit or anything i just didn't feel like we ever started today you know and that's all of us but today it was the same thing and can you put your finger on why out of the blue because you tackled well all year. yeah and well tackling inside and we didn't particularly do that well either but tackling out in space is a whole different story than tackling in space you know what i mean and and uh so we've kind of gotten exposed the last couple of weeks in space um but it wasn't because we didn't work on it because we spent both first of indies tackling and because uh, we knew that we needed to emphasize what we didn't do well last week against Florida. Uh, but um, uh, we need, need to continue to work on it more because it, it, it we weren't very good at tackling today. Do you, can you put a finger on why this team has not played well at home? I mean, you guys have played better on the road than you have at home. It started with BYU, then, of course, Mississippi State, and then today it just seemed like, you know, you've been real competitive on the road, but it just seemed like at home you've played the worst games. Do you know why? Yeah, I don't. You know, um, yeah, we thought about our routine, what we do, things of that nature. Um, uh, you know, we didn't go to the movies, didn't do anything like that. Uh, uh, we never do on a three o'clock game, but you know, it's kind of lock us in, get us focused, all those type of things. And the week was identical to last week, practice wise. I'll be honest with you, motivation wise, uh, uh, it was it was a really good week. Uh, it really was. So. I don't know why, unless Auburn just is, was that much better than us. All right, on that note, I think we will um, we'll call it good on the Sam Pittman stuff as I press a couple buttons on top of each other and we figure it out here. I think we'll make it through. He's a guy who sounds like he knows the writing is on the wall. There's pretty much nothing that Sam Pittman can do at this point now to salvage this thing. And so... As we get ready to wrap this show up here tonight, you know, you say again, the guy did it as classy as he could do it. Um, he he's a good dude. I like Sam Pittman. I've had the, you know, the pleasure of of interviewing him a, a number of times throughout the years. He was always very available and present, and and I love that he got the fans re-inspired about football again. Briefly, he showed that it could be done, but things move fast in this life. And they got away from Sam. And one of the concerns I had when he was hired was that he was a guy who was going to have to learn on the fly, right? He would have to figure it out later as a coach. He would not come in feeling particularly confident about things like clock management 
and in-game situations and, of course, what it takes to be the guy who has the final say on that kind of stuff. So, wow. At the end of the day, um, he done. He knows he's done. It's hard to answer. You want to be classy about this. I don't think it makes sense to get rid of him tomorrow. I think you just put yourself in a spot where you got to figure so many things out for for what? For a week or two? He's your guy for 12, 13 more days. till you play the Black Friday game against Missouri, you're probably going to get your rear end handed to you in that game too. But he's your guy through that game. And in, in the meantime, as we set out the gates at the top of the show here on the People's Post game, with JB, your boy, Josh Bertaccini, inside of the Team B Media Bunker studio, if you're listening back later, in the podcast universe. Thanks for making it happen. Really appreciate your being on board the show. And uh, whenever you're listening to it later tonight, tomorrow, whatever, appreciate your being on board. Basketball post games coming up. So we got two footballs left, right? Florida International next week. It's a 6.30 kick. So late for that one, right? Crazy. Uh, we'll probably be on the air at 10 o'clock. We'll get you an hour plus in at 10 next week. And then Black Friday, the game is at, is that right, 3 o'clock? The game's at 3. So we'll be on the air, same like tonight, around 6.30 to wrap the season up for an hour, hour and a half or so. So, yeah, two football post games left after this one. Then we get December off, which will be nice. And then we come back around and do some basketball work from January through March. That's the silver lining here, y'all, is that this basketball team is really good. The basketball team is really good. We got some athletes. We got some players. This is going to be a fun year to uh, to watch the Hogs. I've already gotten out to all the games so far, and they're playing scrubby teams. Still a fun team to watch. All right, game grades as we do it each week on the show. Brought to you by Golden Corral. Golden Corral of Northwest Arkansas. Conveniently located for you right here in Fayetteville at the intersection of College and Maine. You couldn't have a better location. Their uh, buffets are fantastic. Their breakfast on Saturdays, oh, my goodness. Check them out. Good food at a great price. Golden Corral, an American tradition. I'll tell you what. Um, let's give it to you. Game grades, Golden Corral style. This is not going to be very hard, nor will it take us very long. Offense, not good. I mean, I'm feeling F. KJ Jefferson's so bad that I can't even lift that up right now. I mean, you got nothing out of your quarterback here in this game. And. It's been a, a really rough year for KJ. I mean, I got to admit, I thought he'd have a bigger year for you. It's been disappointing to watch him be so frustrated. And yet at the end of the day, I mean, nobody's going to hand you anything. And KJ has, uh, he hasn't made enough plays. He's not made enough plays. And you saw another fumble in this game, a little sloppy with the football at times, even though, you know, he mostly avoids the INTs. But it seems like the, I'm looking for a word here. The pizzazz, the the flavor, the spice in his game has mostly not been there this year. And when he got it back last week against Florida, I figure here he's got it. He's going to have it for the last few games. Maybe they're going to make a bowl game. KJ in this game, 10 of 16, just for 116 yards. He ran 15 times for 50, just not good. Jacoby Criswell, late in the game for matter, six carries for 64. And he was two for four for a touchdown. I mean, you might have a reason to play Criswell now. Maybe that's what you do against Florida International. If we're looking for something to watch, give Criswell a chance to start the game. Uh, Rocket Sanders, you ready? Eight carries for zero yards. I don't want to dog on this team. And football is an incredibly difficult sport. 
but he was supposed to be an all SEC running back this year. Eight carries for zero yards. He had one catch for three. Nine touches for three yards at a rocket is not going to cut it. Uh, Rashad Dabinion, one for three. H.J. Green, two for three. This team can't run the ball, y'all. Your quarterbacks ran for 114 of your 120 yards. That stinks. That's an F for the offense. Uh, receivers, one catch for Satania, one, uh, three for Tesla, two for Armstrong. Yada, yada, yada. Who cares? All right, defense. No, uh, One sack. Trajan Jeffcoat got you one sack. You had three tackles for a loss. Brad Spence had one. Jeffcoat had one. And Landon Jackson and Al Walcott shared one. Three tackles for loss in the whole game. Al Walcott led you with eight tackles. You did have two INTs. Dwight McGlothern and Jalen Braxton each had a couple INTs. Or Auburn would have scored 60 points in this game. But you let Peyton Thorne do what he wanted. 12 for 20, a buck 63, three touchdowns, one INT. I mean, just bad. 12 rushes for 88 yards out of Thorne and a touchdown. Jarquez Hunter, you knew he was good going in. Had to control him. 16 carries for 109 yards. He also had two catches for 14. So 18 touches for 123 yards for their best player. Couple of fumbles. Like we said, recovered by Arkansas. Um, not recovered by Arkansas. They were on the ground. So you look at the final stats in the game. The turnover situation makes it look like it should have been a closer game, right? Turnovers are two and two even. Um, I'm going to give the defense a day. We'll go D for defense tonight. F for offense, D for defense. Special teams was terrible again. They have not covered kicks well all year. They gave up a long touchdown early. I mean, folks, you're walking into the game and you're down 21 nothing. Uh, two minutes in, 7 nothing. Two minutes later, a 74 yard punt return by Keontae Scott. Nobody got a hand on him. 14 nothing. Uh, Fairweather catches a touchdown three minutes later. It's 21 nothing halfway through the first quarter. A lot of people aren't even there yet. Arkansas was never in this game. Special teams. Has been bad. Cam Little's good. The rest of it is bad. And Fletcher shanking punts. I don't know, man. Um, maybe a D also. All right. So D for defense. D minus for special teams, I guess. F for offense. This is not fun for me right now uh, to give these grades out. You just feel so disappointed in the class. Coaching F. Offensive game plan was terrible. Kenny Guyton, whatever change you had last week, whatever little spark you got by changing coaches, that did not last. Clearly, there were more intrinsic problems. There were structural problems here. There were fallacies with the building and flaws. And, uh, yeah. So we'll go F offense, D defense. I mean, special teams, D2. Cam Little gets them out of F territory. Coaching F. And then the fans, I mean, they needed you for this game. I. People were just chilling. I know you're three and six, but the people I talked to during the week were fired up for the game. I got to give the fans like a C minus. That was a weak performance, and I was there. I didn't bring it. I went as a fan with a couple of uh, friends there before we bailed. I mean, it. the fans were not loud in this game. They weren't good in the Mississippi State game. And look, it builds off of itself. Unfortunately, this is where we are now. When your team stinks and the fans know you stink, it's hard for you know the players to get up. It's hard for the fans to get up, 
And all of a sudden, Arkansas doesn't have any kind of a home field advantage. Just none. Brutal schedule this year didn't help you. You know, you're going to have a much better home schedule next year, and you're going to have a head coach and a new regime to believe in, uh, a new one. So I think the the hope will come back. Got to give Razorback fans credit for that. I've seen them go through the worst. But even when you do it, you hang in there and you come out the other side and you keep fighting. And uh, they did not fight today, unfortunately, at all. Uh, we're going to wrap it. Coming at you. Like a shot through the night. It is the People's Post Game Show. Rocking and rolling and doing it uh, for, uh, what, 90 minutes after each and every Arkansas Razorback football game, 60 minutes plus after every basketball game with you, the people, hence the name, the People's Post Game Show. We got this thing on the air shortly after 6 o'clock tonight. That was a win for us. I mean, it's not the little thing. It'll be 65 degrees and sunny tomorrow. Sounds great for Sunday. Go have some food and cake with the kids. All tonight. That was great. Great call. Crushed it on the YouTube. Good work on the audio. Team B Media coming at you from the Bunker Studio. Josh Bertaccini saying have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Auburn 48, Arkansas 10. Change is imminent, y'all. We'll see you on the morning show. The Real NWA JB right back here. 7 o'clock Monday. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you then.